got a real good feeling. You're listening to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast with Crypto Jeb, bringing you the best and most updated news about cryptocurrency. Tune in every morning at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch this podcast live on our YouTube channel. Hey guys, what's going on? Jeb here and welcome back to Coffee and Crypto. This is the morning live show where we bring you the latest on the Bitcoin Bitcoin technical on-chain and fundamental analysis for Bitcoin and the wider cryptocurrency markets five days a week. This is our hour-long show that happens 10 a.m. Eastern every single day, and we are very much looking forward to talking about how to bulletproof your Bitcoin for a bear market today. Now, to be clear, we're not saying that we are in a bear market, although that is always a possibility. How do we make the most of a bear market? That's what we're going to be talking about. And to extend that, how do we make the most of a correction or a major crash like we've just seen over the last 21 days since Bitcoin started dropping from about $46,000? How do we make the most out of this. That's what we're going to be discussing today. I'm very much looking forward to it. And I am joined, as always, by T.A. Tim. How you doing, Tim? What's up, everybody? Tim is I, in the house. I am feeling swell this morning. Had a nice little gym workout, so good day so far. Ooh. As opposed to a non-gym workout. Yeah, that's those are bad days. Those are bad days. Yeah. We're also joined, as always, by Smay. Hello, guys. I'm a little stuffy, but I feel good. So I'm that's that, all that matters. Liking that shirt. Is that yellow Health or and happiness. for that shirt? This is a... It's hard to tell. It's like... In the middle. Lime. Lime. I'm going to say it's lime. I would chime in, but I'm colorblind. Yeah. Oof. I think it's purple. Okay. It's I don't funny. think that's what colorblindness that's is, not, but you, would t- you tell me. You know? I'm kidding. I'm just completely joking. Smay, you, you were just telling us about something that your dad did while he was at NAB. Did, have you told that story on stream? I don't think I should. You don't think you should? No. Well, it wasn't illegal. Now we kind of have to explain a little bit because now it sounds something bad. It was nothing illegal. It was nothing illegal. Nothing illegal. It was actually a really cool story, but protecting a privacy maybe is why we're not telling the story. Never mind. Never mind. Fine. I'll see how it is. That story could have gone a thousand different directions. Oh. Should, should we tell the story about your dad at NAB? No, I don't think that's a good idea. It's no. nothing bad, we promise. He just yes. met a cool person. Anywho, we have a lot to talk about today, but before we jump into it, I do want to bring you a word from the sponsor of this show, iTrust Capital. As you guys know, I trust iTrust Capital, and they are one of the sponsors of our show. If you are not protecting your crypto gains from taxes inside of a crypto IRA, then you are missing out, and you should use our link below to open your account. We only have products and services that are going to benefit our audience. Those are the only ones that allow that we allow to sponsor us. So make sure that you check out iTrust. And if you didn't know, when you open a crypto IRA through the link down below, you'll also get a $100 funding reward. How about that, Tim? I, I think it's super cool because I'd rather my money sitting over there than I, I was even listening to a podcast this morning talking about the dying of 401ks. And with, with what you're seeing having in the stock market, a lot of people are going to lose their retirement funds. Crypto is the future. So I that's why I think things like iTrust Capital are so cool for the for not just, just us who have a long time, but even people who are looking at their, their retirement here in the next five Five to ten years, I still think it's a oh, great yeah. place to go prepare. So absolutely, you know, the thing is with uh, traditional investment vehicles, a lot of them are moving. We just saw this with Fidelity allowing twenty percent of four hundred one k holdings in their four hundred one k's to be invested in digital assets like Bitcoin. I think actually it's just Bitcoin at the moment. That's so valuable because one of the analogies that we're going to be using to explain the current market right now is that Bitcoin is a ship, and a lot of people think, "Oh no, the Bitcoin ship is sinking." No, 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 no. The Bitcoin ship is not sinking. There's just a rainstorm going on right now, and it's not safe to be on the deck. The ship is not sinking. There's just water being sprayed up on the deck by the sinking ship right next to it called the US dollar. So whenever we see Bitcoin dropping, understand it's not that the ship is dropping below the sea level. It's not dropping below the water line. It just means that there's a storm going on. But luckily enough, we have the most indestructible ship ever built. It's called Bitcoin. And no, we're not calling it USS Titanic or HMS Titanic because it RMS Titanic, I can get it right, because it actually
totally is unsinkable. Anywho, let's go ahead and jump on to Smay, where he is going to read some green names. I almost said jump on the coin market cap. I almost forgot. <laughs> no, Let's go ahead and jump. We on don't forget Smay. green names because green names, green names are the most valuable thing. Uh, it's like a, it's like a currency. It's like a new currency. We're gonna make a new coin called it's like bottle green caps. names. It's like bottle caps. It, yeah, it, this is what's gonna, this is what's gonna really pop off. But anyways, we have Win People's Crypto Alchemist, Crypto JMP, uh, Jeremy Shorter, Agent Gold, Matt C. Uh, uh, we got Groovy. We got uh, who else? We got here. Uh, you know, we got a lot of people here. Siobhan Golay, Christopher McFarland, Taryn Crypto. I love all of you guys. Silver Dollar, Ricardo Vinegas. I love all of you guys. It is such a pleasure to read those names every day. So back to you, Jeb. Well, thank you so very much for that, Smay. Guys, if you have not hit that like button yet, it's it's waiting for you. It is waiting for you to hit it so that it can turn white or green or blue or whatever it looks like on your screen. Purple, you know, that's a color too. Hit that like button. It helps to support the channel, helps to boost us in the algorithm because we want to get the good word of crypto all the way out to all the masses so that more people can invest in Bitcoin, so the price can go up, so we can make more money, yes, but also so that more people can achieve financial sovereignty. That is our vision. So let's go ahead and jump on over to CoinMarketCap, take a look at what Bitcoin's doing. As you guys know, the last seven days for the crypto markets have been a little bloody. We have seen a negative 17% movement on Bitcoin, negative 15% movement on ETH, negative 15% on Binance. Binance, 15 down on XRP, 17 down on Solana, 13 down on ADA. Terra USD is in and of itself down 6.54%. That's a conversation for another day. The fact that the stablecoin right now is not so stable, we may talk about that in another show at the moment. We're going to keep moving on. Dogecoin's down 11%. Avalanche taking an avalanche down 20%. Can never resist the temptation for the dad jokes. I'm sorry, guys. I know I make the same joke every time. Nevertheless, Polkadot's down 19.58% uh, as well. And a lot of the cryptos are also down today. But the good news is there actually is a little bounce going on. If you remember to yesterday, I told you guys within the next 48 hours, we are almost certainly going to see at least a 5% green candlestick. And what we have seen right now, it's not closed is today, Bitcoin has actually seen a 6.45% green candlestick. This is what I was talking about. Whenever you see a massive drop, oftentimes the end of the drop is a very large red candlestick, and that capitulates, and it overextends the bears quite a bit. If we were to look down on the four-hourly chart, you're going to see RSI got all the way down to 12, and then you normally see some kind of bounce and recovery. In fact, we're going to talk about that quite a bit more. Is this recovery for uh, is this recovery going to lead Bitcoin back up to $42,000 or not? And then in the discussion segment, we're also going to be talking about how to bulletproof your Bitcoin for a bear market. Jumping on back to coin market cap, though, I do want to take a look at the Bitcoin dominance because whenever the market is moving very quickly, sometimes Bitcoin market dominance can give us an illustration of where we are going. One of the things I want to point out to you is that over the last year and change, we have seen Bitcoin's market dominance sit at almost exactly the same level, sitting between 40 and 42%. Why do you think that is? Well, I think what it is, is that the altcoins gobbled up a lot of the market dominance starting in the beginning of last year, from January, February, and March, when Bitcoin was going on a tear. We saw Bitcoin moonshot in between that time from uh, you know, from the very beginning of 2020 all the way until about tax day, we saw Bitcoin double in the span of just over 90 days. But during that time, something else was growing even faster, and that was the altcoin space. Because if we look at that time on something like Ethereum, which is the largest altcoin, for example, it was growing even faster. We saw Ethereum grow 500% in basically the same time. Many of the other altcoins also went on their run during that time. We saw Cardano rally 
from 16 cents in the same time that Bitcoin rallied 100%, Cardano would rally 850%. It was the dawn of a new era for the altcoins. And we see that show up in the altcoin market dominance. Excuse me, as you can see down here, I do apologize. What that means is that Bitcoin is a much more stable market right now than it was. Think about it like this. If you have a trampoline, and you only have two connections on either side. The trampoline is not going to work very well. It's going to basically turn into a tightrope, right? But the more connections that you have around the circle of the trampoline, the more stable it's going to be. Well, that's kind of like with Bitcoin. I'm, I know I'm the king of weird analogies. It's just the first thing that came to mind. It's kind of like that with Bitcoin. We have more connections. We have more anchor points right now in more stable currencies, cryptocurrencies, than we had before. Before, we were riding just on Bitcoin. So it's much easier to fall off a tightrope than it is to fall off a flat surface. You know, it's much more stable when you have more anchor points. And at the moment, that's what we have because the altcoin space is growing very rapidly. So what we saw is Bitcoin lost a lot of dominance, but that's not a bad thing. It's actually a healthy thing because the market is now more stable. And that's one of the factors that I want to bring to your attention on this stream is the fact that Bitcoin is much more stable right now than it used to be. Cryptocurrency, I should say. I shouldn't use Bitcoin as a fill-in for cryptocurrency anymore because it really is a broader sector now. It's not just all about Bitcoin anymore. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency are far more stable right now than they used to be. If you don't believe me and you say, oh yeah, well, Jeb, <laughs> looks real stable, dropped 25% in five days. Let me give you some perspective. Zoom out. What has Bitcoin done ever since Christmas of 2020? It has traded sideways in a channel. Even before that, we were trading sideways in a channel. The only thing that's really seen actual major volatility on the, on the weekly chart for the last multiple years is the run here in the beginning of 2019 and the run here at the end of 2020 moving on into the end of uh, the beginning of 2021. Other than that, Bitcoin has basically been in a range. And a lot of the reason for that, the market capitalization is the same thing. The reason for that has a lot to do with the fact that this is now a much broader sector. What we're going to see happen is we're going to see the market continue to flatten out and smooth, and, uh, smooth out and we're going to, instead of seeing these massive runs, massive bull markets, massive tears on the weekly chart, instead of that, we're going to start smoothing out the market where it's going to end up looking a lot more like the S&P 500, especially on the market cap. Maybe not on the individual cryptocurrencies, because just like on the S&P 500, it is, a, it is an aggregate, it is an index of other cryptocurrencies, so it's pretty smooth, but the individual assets, such as, let's take a look at Netflix, that's a pretty good one to take it as an example right now. Sometimes they have a lot of volatility individually, but as a whole, they tend to move much more uh, stably. We're going to see the exact same thing happen on Bitcoin and cryptocurrency market capitalization, which you can see uh, looking at total right over here. This is the total crypto market cap. You're going to start seeing this move up into the right much more stably as the years go on. That's valuable because it means that one, there is going to be arbitrage opportunities between the different cryptocurrency assets, which there already are, but they all move very closely together right now. But two, it also means that we're not over-relying on Bitcoin. All of that to say, there's a lot baked into the market dominance. I wanted to bring that to your attention because it's going to kind of lay a foundation for what we're going to be talking about in today's technical analysis. Tim, can you kick us off on the TA? What are you seeing on Bitcoin? Let's talk yeah. a little bit about this bounce that we've witnessed in the last couple of hours. Do you think that this is truly a bottom or is it too early to tell? Well, it is a bottom and it's not probably the bottom. And I'm going to explain to you what my thinking is here. But I've talked about this before. I'm going to start off with this thought right here. The good news that we see right now is, again, this mark right here, this RSI level of only 24 compared to 20. Why is that significant for anyone who doesn't know? Those of you who do know, take a drink because this is 
bullish RSI divergence. That's a joke for anyone who's been watching for a while. Notice how our RSI is upticking right now, but yet the price is going down. Here's the thing. I don't think that the price is necessarily over. I'm going to show you when I get a little closer to the four-hourly chart. But right now, what is bullish is that we have set up, we have closed, we have a green candle now. And uh, as long as this candle continues to close green, which is looking at least at this point like it has a good possibility of doing today, this will officially be our bullish RSI divergence. That historically... We have never seen a change in the reverse. We've never seen the, the market change and reverse save one time without a bullish or bearish RSI divergence. So that is the first good thing I'm looking at when people are asking, is today a good feeling day? Well, you got to take your wins where you can get them. That's one of them. So let's look at that real quick. Let's look down at the four-hourly chart where this is, <coughs> this is going to be some speculative te technical analysis, but it's something that I've seen happen over and over and over again. Now, look at the RSI, what it did. It dropped all the way down here to 11. Notice we have our bottoms matching right there. Now, look at how much the RSI has risen over these last couple of hours. Let's see, that would have been, I guess, 16 hours or so with these green candles. Notice that the candles themselves have not gone up that highly. And I can exaggerate this a little more, but either way, when I'm looking at these other points, look at where the RSI was right here back on, uh, let's see, around 12 o'clock yesterday versus where the price was versus where we see RSI and price now, we are seeing a clear divergence start to form. What is that divergence? We're starting to see a bearish form of divergence. What's gonna, what's gonna happen is the price is gonna curdle back down. And I'm, I, I actually have a sneaky suspicion we're gonna hit 33 first. I'm gonna show you guys why here in just a second. But I think we're gonna come back down and we're gonna set a lower price action, right? The difference is what's going to happen with the RSI is the RSI is going to come back down and not be as low, forming a four-hourly bullish uh, divergence here on the RSI. So again, while this is a bad thing will happen, good thing will happen, we'll go up a little bit, bad thing will happen, we'll go down. But in the long run, there's an also still hope building there on the four-hourly chart that this might be uh, something we're seeing the reversal come soon. There still is a chance very much so we can go down to the mid-20s, but if we're going to make an argument and we're looking at why potentially 29, 28 could be the bottom, that would be the argument as to why. Now, when I switch over to a different chart, you're going to see why I'm having maybe a look at potentially that 3,000. I actually want to go all the way down to the 15-minute chart to, fi to find this. And, uh, you know, I don't need the RSI for this, but Look what we've been doing here on the 15-minute chart. You can see it on the hourly as well. I just like seeing the 15 because it helps give me a couple more candles to kind of relate this. We're sitting right now at the support level of a rising wedge. Rising wedges, again, here's where your good feeling comes in, your bad feeling comes in. Rising wedges and where we are right now, we are probably going to see an uptick to the upside. We're probably going to climb up here. The problem is rising wedges end up breaking to the downside, so the price is coming down. What I was talking about here just a little bit ago, that's not unexpected. I think Bitcoin, if you think the bottom is in when we hit right here, around 29.7. I think you're in for a little bit more to the downside, potentially even down towards 28. But we could have an upside here for all of my traders out there, somewhere in the region of 3,000, or 33,000 to 33,300. Uh, but either way, this should be short term, maybe for the rest of the day, bullish kind of outlook, whereas we might see some red candles happen on the daily chart again tomorrow or the next day after that. Either way, what I'm seeing right now is a short term of bullish movement here on the smaller charts. But I, I again, I don't think the bottom is in just yet, but everything is forming, going back out to that daily chart, everything is forming and preparing us for a potential bottom and bullish divergence, didn't want to do that, bullish divergence that we've been looking for now for a, a, a couple of months. You know, we're not supposed to get drunk, right, Tim? But you told people to take shots every time you said Well, the reason why, in case anyone is missing, because maybe even some people who watch the show don't, <laughs> someone joked that, because I love divergence, RSI divergence shots. is my favorite indicator, it's and there's very good the reasons ones. why. 
but someone joked that every time Tim says RSI divergence, they need to take a drink. So, and hopefully they're drinking coffee, you know, getting their well, If they're drinking coffee, they're going to be the like solving the world's energy supply over here with how much they're going to be moving. They will. Yes. They, they will, you know, we won't even need Bitcoin mining anymore to, you know, do some uh, energy storages for some of these facilities because people can just put it off themselves in their coffee. Exactly. So, yeah. Exactly. Those radiate it all away. It's vibrational <laughs> kinetic energy. That was, a, that was a late laugh track there. That was a late laugh track. That's all right, though. I'm yeah. doing laugh my tracks best. are supposed to be awkward. I'm doing That's, my best. What laugh tracks are supposed to be awkward, though. That's the point. Anywho, as far as what I'm seeing on the chart, I think Tim's absolutely right. The thing I want to say here is I, I want to make sure that we're framing our minds around what's going on right now correctly. Remember, guys, we have the opportunity about how we shall see this market. We can either see it as a bad thing or we can see it as an opportunity. We were talking about the title of today's stream, and we were talking about different titles like how to prepare for a bear market or how to thrive in a bear market. And I was like, well, hang on, Let, let's, let's try not to frame the title and the conversation around, oh, this is a bad thing. Not saying anybody intended to do that, but I want to make sure that we frame this conversation around it being an opportunity. I don't see this as a bad thing, guys. I see this as a massive opportunity. The thing you have to realize is that if we look at the federal funds rate, I'll just go ahead and pull that up right now over on, uh, over on uh, what am I trying to find? It should be fred.stlouis.org right here. You can see the federal funds rate jumped 50 basis points. Very recently, uh, we jumped all the way up to uh, 0.33, and then more recently, I don't know if it's, it doesn't look like it's showing it, actually. Why are you not showing? Can you show me everything? It's not going to show it to me, but it was yesterday. That's really strange. It's not showing it. But we did jump up to, what is it? I think 0.88 basis points now. I'm pretty sure we did a uh, 50 basis point jump. We saw that, and that's taking a big hit on the mark. That's putting causing a big hit on the market, the double rate hike. And then we also had earlier expected reductions in the bond buying policy. That is causing a lot of uh, shaky foundations in the stock market. We've even seen the stock market start to sell off ever since the end of last year. The stock market is down 17% in the last 131 days. Typically speaking, whenever you see the stock market drop on a major index like the S&P, more than 20%, you call that a recession. Some people also define recession as two quarters of negative GDP growth. Well, we've seen one quarter of negative GDP growth, and with how, the, and with how um, endangered the U.S. dollar is right now, we're probably going to see another quarter. So from the fundamental side, just keep in mind, there's a lot impacting Bitcoin right now besides the chart. So that's part of the reason why I want you to look at this as an opportunity. Whenever Bitcoin goes through corrections, is it a fundamental change in Bitcoin source code that is, quite frankly, ridiculously hard to update? Ask anybody who works on a BIP, a BIP, a Bitcoin improvement, improvement proposal. It is insanely difficult to get any kind of changes to Bitcoin past. Has anything fundamentally changed? with the force of nature, digital scarcity, that is Bitcoin, no, nothing has changed fundamentally. So what has changed that has caused the price action to change? Well, there's the largest conflict on European soil in three, in three quarters of a century. There is a massive amount of US dollars being printed that's inflating the currency. There was a massive amount of stimulus checks pushed out to the American people that people got relying on, now they don't have them. Unemployment is just a complete farce right now. We have a, a, a potential recession coming in. The S&P 500 is down 17%. We have ridiculously high inflation that is a fudged number, calling it 8.9%, I think is what came out, probably more like 20 to 30%, considering we've doubled the money supply in the last 18 months. The fact is, the fundamental forces of the US dollar ship, the USS USD sinking, is splashing water up on the deck of our ship. So what we're seeing is not that our ship is sinking. Bitcoin's ship is not sinking. What's going on right now is people are down there in the hole nailing on and, and riveting on and welding on more steel so it's more secure than ever and putting more bulkheads in it and making it more structurally integral than we've ever seen before. 
But everybody's worried and saying, oh, no, the ship's going to sink because the US, USS USD over here is sinking and splashing water up on the deck. It's not that our ship is sinking. It's that there's a storm right now, and we don't want to be out on the deck partying. It doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with the ship. Mm. We are the ones trying to rescue the people jumping off the other ship. We are the ship that is going to you know, continue and complete this journey towards financial freedom, towards financial sovereignty, I should say, because the USS USD cannot do it. It's going to the bottom. It's a slow sink, though. It's speeding up, though, and that's the scary thing. So how does all of this help us frame the drop that's going on right now? If you understand everything I just said, then you will not see this as a bad thing. You will not see this drop as a negative thing. Instead, you will see this as an opportunity to throw out a uh, life jacket to some of the people jumping off from the U.S. dollar, USS, U.S. dollar over there, and uh, we can allow them to come and jump on our ship. Whenever the Bitcoin price is low like this, it gives us the opportunity to go and evangelize Bitcoin and say, hey, by the way, Bitcoin is the future. Here's why. Let's have that conversation. That's an important conversation. Make sure people understand it before you encourage them just to jump in with a lot of their money. That's not healthy. If they're going to jump into crypto, they need to know why. But then after you've explained to them, hey, Bitcoin is the future of finance, it will bring you financial sovereignty if you choose to use it. After you've explained that to them, then now guess what? You have another chip up your sleeve. You have another uh, trick up your sleeve, I should say. You have an ace up your sleeve. That's what I was looking for. And that is Bitcoin's worth half of its all-time high right now. So you have a great opportunity to buy. We're going to talk about that a little bit more later, but I did just want to frame that. So the drop has occurred now. So now that we see that the drop has happened, how do we see a recovery? Are we going to see a recovery right now? Well, we are seeing a bounce for the first time ever since... May the 4th. Before that, before May the 4th had been with you, we had seen that the market was um, uh, moving to the downside. We had seen that the market had been moving to the downside since April 21st. We had hit $44,000. We've been in a major correction. What you're going to see here is that Bitcoin has been in a in a steady correction since uh, April 21st, and it's really been in a proper correction since the end of March. We're going to need a bounce at some point. In the same way, in 2019, when Bitcoin was rallying and rallying and rallying, in an unstoppable manner, all the way up to $13,800, which it hit on June 26, 2019. I was telling everyone, hey, we've been going in the same direction for too long. We're overextended. This thing needs to reverse for a little while. And then we ended up seeing that. It was an unpopular opinion. Right now, it's probably going to be a popular opinion because Bitcoin has been going down and people want to go up. In the same way I said, hey, we've been going to the upside too long back mm -hmm. then. We've been going to the downside too long right now. We can only go down for so long before we're going to have a substantial bounce. Now, I'm not actually going to be able to make a call right now because just because we've rallied for the last 16 hours does not tell me that this drop is over. What it does, however, tell me is that it's probably close. This drop is probably going to have some kind of reprieve somewhat soon, and it's probably going to result, as Tim was saying, in bullish RSI divergence. Go ahead and take your shot. Hopefully you're doing water because boom. you're going to get drunk. And, uh, Hopefully, we're going to have that bounce. I think when we do, we're going to see Bitcoin pump above 33K. If we bounce here, if we drop down to 28, then we could see a pump up to and test 33K and then reject and then try for a double bottom. As far as what that would look like, I would be wanting to look for some kind of bottoming pattern, such as a double bottom, such as an inverse head and shoulders pattern, or such as a rounded bottom where we slowly but surely correct and turn to the upside. But I do think we will see one of those happen within the next 
probably two to three weeks. Don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. I do think the, the bottom is relatively close. And when that bottom does come in, pay close attention to Lux Algo out here on the four hourly chart, which by the way, guys, if you don't have Lux Algo, you're missing out. You're definitely going to want to get it, especially for trend reversal time like this. We're looking for a trend reversal. You're going to want to be looking for that strong buy signal. By the way, another thing to say on trend on Lux Algo, we actually got all the way outside of the bottom support band. Another reason to say we need to bounce. When we see that trend reversal, be on the lookout for a buy signal, maybe somewhere around here or somewhere around you know here depending on how bitcoin bounces that buy signal will run its way up the chart it'll start on the hourly chart then you'll see it on the two hour four hour six hour eight hour twelve hour then daily potentially if it shows up on the daily chart then you definitely are going to want to be considering you know getting a little bit more enthusiastic about a rally you know the if you want to throw it to my chart real quick Samay, I, we were talking about it at the table this is what would happen for anyone who's out there saying but jeb won't we go down to 25 won't we go down to 20 uh 20, 29, 28 is not going to be the bottom. We cannot promise you that it will be the bottom. But here's something that you should know from a technical standpoint, what the roadmap to a twenty-five dollars or $20,000 Bitcoin will look like. And this is an opportunity to keep your eyes on to potentially still make some money in that time. So first of all, I have you on my chart right here. I have a couple different things up. Bollinger Bands. I have Lux Algo. I've already shown you as far as what we have going on with the RSI. We have divergence happening there. We're really low. Every metric is showing overextended to the downside or oversold. Even the fear and greed index is sitting, I believe, this morning at 10. Those are ridiculously low numbers. There's not a lot of movement right now for Bitcoin to go to the downside for bears to win. I'm sure if you look at some uh, some books and you're looking at where there's liquidity and where there's trades happening, there are probably not a lot of bears entering a short trade right now. Yep. Why? Because we're kind of smashing into this wall right around $30,000. Here is the road. If we're going to see a twenty-five dollars or $20,000 Bitcoin, it's not going to be the price just just dropping down like this, down to 23, 25. That's not what we're going to see. What actually we're going to see is we're going to see the price actually rally. Now, I think, and I think we're going to come down here first, but we're going to rally up into the mid to higher 30s. Why? Because what the bears need to do is reset the market. They need to reset the fear and greed index. They need to reset these uh, the Luxalgo metrics, the Bollinger Bands metrics. They need to reset the RSI, get the RSI pumping up. And the best way to do that is to make the retail investing that's still there, even though there's not a lot as, not as many as there used to be, but to make them kind of be like, oh no, the, the dip's over, it's time to rally. But watch as the volume starts to get kind of low during that rally, if they can get the price up here and get enough people to buy in, now they have those metrics. Maybe the fear and grid X jumps up to like 30 or 40 because people think the rally's coming. Now they'll have the power and the pressure to push the price down to 20. Yep. But there's just not a lot on the charts and fundamentally to go to 20,000 right now. If that's going to happen, a rally, a significant rally, will come first. Yeah, and I think we need to pay very close attention. And then after this, we're going to go into Super Chats. I think we need to pay very close attention to one of the things you said there. The bears aren't selling anymore. The people that are selling now are not the bears. They're the weak hands. The bears were selling at 42K. They were the ones shorting at 42K. They've already taken their profit. They already think that the bottom is close. They realize that the vast majority of the negative movement is probably over. And that's very important because it means that we're probably going to have a relief rally or we could see the bottom come in fully. I think what we're going to see happen just in conclusion and I think Tim would agree with me on this is I think we're going to see some kind of relief rally over the next within the next two weeks it'll probably last about three to seven days and then I frankly do think we're going to push to the downside again I don't know mm. that we're going to be able to bounce and just start a new rally just yet we probably will see a second touch maybe down to 28k but I think that we're going to see a relief rally that may turn into the proper rally but more than likely yeah. we'll see another drop to shake out the final weekend the metric to watch there is going to be the Full volume screen. as right now we're starting to come down 
down lower, we're kind of really exploring and showing what supply is left there. As the volume is high right now, that's signs to me that I don't think that we've really wasted that supply just yet. If we go back to the upside and the volume is low, the demand is just not there. If that volume is high, the demand is there. And of course, if we're talking about what the price to go up, we need to have the, the demand be greater than the supply. Right now, I don't think it is there. So that's what I'm watching when we, again, I think we will see a climb back up into the mid to top 30s. And I want to watch what happens with the volume. Are we going to see demand increase or is it simply a bull trap that traders that don't read technical analysis aren't going to be aware of and they're going to lose a lot of money? Well, guys, we're going to go ahead and move into Super Chats, but before we do, we want to bring you a word from one of our sponsors. That sponsor is Hedge. We would definitely like to give a shout out to Hedge because Hedge is a payroll conversion solution that allows users to automatically convert their pay, i.e. W-2 and 1099 commission, etc., from fiat to cryptocurrencies, Bitcoin, Ethereum, Litecoin, via direct deposit. It eliminates the need for the traditional exchange experience and streamlines the process from pay to crypto wallets in one seamless application. This non-intrusive design enables companies to keep their current process flow and HR service providers with no setup fees. They release custody of assets the same day as payment, as well as the freedom to be sent to any wallet. We believe in the decentralized aspect crypto brings, so do they, and they want to maintain those values by allowing individuals to use their assets as they please. I actually had the pleasure of meeting one of the founders of Hedge at Bitcoin 2022. Really solid, integral guy, and I do believe in their product or we wouldn't be having them run as a sponsor on our channel. So definitely check them out. The link is down below. But let's go ahead and read some Super Chats. I think we have a few, correct? Yeah, I think we have one and I'll check to make sure there's not more than that. But Taryn Crypto said, what are you guys using for a book map? And then he says LLAP. Live long and prosper, my oh, friend. I, That's I what he's saying. LLAP. I'm not a Trekkie. That's, that's I am a, a Star Trek. Right? I am yeah. a Wars guru. What do they call them? A Star Wars guru. What? What? what are, that's certainly not that. I'm making that know. up. I'm being funny. A Star a fan of Star Wars. A fan of Star Wars. Well, that's just that's lame. nice and simple. Star Warsian. I'm a Star Warsian. I'm a Coruscantian. Anywho, what was the question? Uh, so <laughs> the question. <laughs> the qu yeah, back to what are you guys using for a book map? I don't know what he means by I, a book I think map. when he says book, he so actually, or, uh, this is something I was looking at the other day. <clears throat> the I order think this is what he's saying. Yeah, I think he's talking about the, the, the heat maps. And while I don't I have one, this called. is one I want to look into use more frequently. Uh, but it, it, what he's talking about is a, a map that kind of shows you where there's liquidation happening, where there's going to be a lot of uh, liquidation. So there, were, I know I was reading something yesterday and it was showing you this ridiculously strong and, and, and orange, I mean, orange being hotter uh, level right at 30,000 uh, for liquidation. So the fact that we bounce at 30 rather than pushing through 30 is a bullish sign, but it's not one that necessarily means that all the bearish movement is. I found what everybody uses. I believe they're using Trading Light. I've never even, I've never heard of this company, but I have seen this kind of chart before. He's talking about this. So definitely take a look. TradingLight.com, not sponsored by them. I just did, just did a Google search, but I believe I have seen this chart before. This is what he's talking about with a heat map. They're actually very helpful for seeing where all the trades are. Uh, true X-ray vision. Cool. Yeah, right. there's, there's a couple yeah. different companies I thought were cool. Yeah, I was, that's actually funny he asked that because uh, I was just looking at that information yesterday. But yeah, we have another one that just came in from Mike Markle saying, I'm trying to get a little cash reserve to buy if we dip further. This is when wealth is made. Remember, you are not alone. If you're feeling stressed, I am here. Hit me up. We can talk. Hashtag Jebi Jeb Nights. I love, you know, just so you guys don't know, Mike Markle, I believe he's starting his own YouTube channel or at least Twitter for Whoa. sure. So go check him out. His, go, he really loves Cardano. And of course, so do we here at the channel. So if you love Cardano, you don't want to 
follow him. But he also really wants to focus focus on the mental health side of everything. And that is huge, especially cool. in the world that we live in right now and everything we have gone through over the last two years for many, many reasons. People do not give enough attention to their emotions, to their That's mentality right. of how they deal with things. And it, and it leads to a lot of a lot of tragedy. So I love the fact that Mike Markle wants to hit that head on and say, guys, there is some emotional stuff going on here. There's some mental stuff that goes on with trading and investing in crypto. I want to make sure you guys are in the best spot. And I know he has a story. I'm not going to share it with him. I'm going to let him share it when he's ready for it. But I've gotten to talk with him. He has an amazing story, amazing testimony uh, about his relationship in crypto and what that's done through his mental process. So that's really cool. Siobhan Goulet just gave saying, how does crypto fear and greed index work again? I think someone just asked this yesterday. Yeah. So Siobhan, yeah. Uh, good question. If you go to Fear and Greed Index, uh, Bitcoin, it's on alternative.me. They actually have an explanation of it right here. We are at 10. Historically, 10 is the exact day that we bottom out. Every single time we've hit 10 in the last year, we have bottomed out that day. So that's one of the reasons we believe the bottom is today. If you bring up my chart, then you will see how it is calculated. I don't have time to read through it again today, but you can go to alternative.me forward slash crypto forward slash fear hyphen and hyphen greed hyphen index forward slash and you can read up for it yourself. Then you get all of that. Yeah, that was a that was a whole lot. Got that URL in there. I, I saw one one chat saying Full that uh, if they if when people really are feeling it and they need a kick, they go on and watch Coffee and Crypto in two x speed. That's right. Uh, so that'll somebody that'll in chat said that there. you were catching up to my talking speed. Yesterday I did, and and in high school when I did speech and debate, I actually had numerous uh, feedback from judges saying you talk too fast. So when I met you, I met my match, and I think it slowed me down for a little bit, but I think my speed is coming back. <laughs> but. Uh, you know, well, yeah, I, I'll never, language. I'll never be, I'll never be, <laughs> I'll never be able to do it the speech well, you do. You know, I'm learning Spanish right now because my wife is actually a native Spanish speaker, right? And I have to, when I'm speaking it, I have to speak really, really slowly. Well, yeah, I, yeah. So it's like you're learning crypto, so you got to speak really, really slowly because you're, because you were learning, but now you have reached that mastery and you're growing every day. Yeah. Well, guys, we're about to jump into our discussion, but I want to bring you a word from one more sponsor, and that would be Link Two, guys. Let's take a look at them. We'd like to give a shout out to them, Link Two. That's L-I-N-Q-T-O.com. Link2 offers the average investor access to the world's top unicorns, aka private companies with greater than $1 billion in valuation. Yeah. Traditionally, only 2% of the world's accredited investors have had access to private markets, and those elite investors make an average investment of $7.5 million. But Link2 is democratizing private investment by offering private shares of companies like Ripple, Uphold, Dapper Labs, BitPay, and BlockFi for a minimum as low as $10,000. Given pending recessions, inflation, and volatility of public equities markets, more investors are exploring private markets. While we can't promise every Link2 listing will go public, the company has a fantastic track record, including exits like Coinbase, Robinhood, SoFi, Marketa and Innovium. On a credibility note, Link2 is compliant in over 100 countries globally and has over $120 million in investments on the platform. Go to Link2.com, L-I-N-Q-T-O.com to automate the SEC's process to become an accredited investor today and then access pre-IPO investments, proprietary research, and check out the prices on shares of Ripple Labs before the SEC lawsuit Yes, yeah, super cool company. That I is a we really were, cool We're going company. through the relationship with them. Just the ability, this is just another way that DeFi, even though they're not specifically a DeFi company. Another way that crypto in general is going to help level the playing field for some of the some of the smaller uh, businesses and owners out there, allowing you to invest early in some of these companies that will explode. Like I said, one of them that probably those who are able to use this and invest in Coinbase have exploded. Now, I know Coinbase stocks all over the place, but it is well above where those private way investors invested. So. Just so you guys know, if you're not familiar with the term accredited investor, you have to have a net worth. This changes, yeah. but currently I'm reading that an accredited investor, uh, www.investor.com, 
gov. You must have a net worth that exceeds $1 million, either alone or with a spouse or spousal equivalent at the time of the sale of the securities. And to invest in some of these companies pre-IPO before they go public, yeah. you need to be an accredited investor. But with Link2, you can uh, kind of get around that a little bit because you're working through them. So definitely take a look at them. Very interesting company. But now we're going to go ahead and move on. And we're going to talk about how to bulletproof your Bitcoin. The first question that I want to put on the table, Tim, are we even in a bear market? Yeah, it, it all comes down to definition. Again, from a technical standpoint, no, I don't think we are. We, If we were, you'd also have to ask the question, were we in a bear market last summer? Because guess what? The bottom from the, the all-time high to the bottom was we dropped officially 60, 56%. Right now, we're only down, I think it was still 56, but at the moment, we're down 54. I think we did drop to about 56 at the bottom. So technically speaking, if you're going to say bear market, you also got to call last summer a bear market. But I would put that number closer to 60, 70% before I'd officially say it. The difference is, and here's where I will give some credit to anyone who says we're in a bear market, and that might be sentiment. Uh, I, I think that they're definitely is very bearish sentiment. They're seeing a lot of things happening because of what we see economically happening from the Fed. Not just the Fed, but also we saw it happen at the Bank of England. There's a lot of retail interest leaving the space. And while it did leave last summer as well, I don't think it was the same magnitude. The question at this point is going to be, are we going to see massive inflows? I think if I start seeing massive inflows or I see that price drop below like around the $28,000 level that were there, I think those things to me would confirm even the technical side of it. Uh, but, but I very much understand people's worry about the bear market because of the sentiment in the market at the moment. Yeah, and I think it's very important that we understand the definition of a bear market. So remember, guys, if we take it all the way back to the founding of technical analysis, technical analysis is almost 200 years old. It goes back to rice farming in Japan when candlesticks were invented. Candlestick analysis wasn't, uh, candlesticks were invented, then analysis was built on top of that to monitor prices of the arroz market. What we saw was that there was something called the Dow theory that emerged in the early 20th century. The Dow theory, one of the things that it postulates is that there are multiple different types of markets. You have primary markets, tertiary markets, uh, sorry, primary, secondary, tertiary, and quaternary markets. That's first, second, third, and fourth order markets. So you have your first order market. Those are your bull markets, bear markets. So Bitcoin right now, I would argue, is in a primary uptrend. An uptrend in the primary, uh, in the, in, in the primary order is a bull market. Why would I say we're in a bull market? Well, look at the weekly chart. What does the weekly chart tell you? We have been moving to the upside and setting higher lows and higher highs ever since January of 2019. Even with the massive pandemic black swan drop, we still did not set a lower low. We hit a new all-time high. Uh, my, my southern accent comes out sometimes. We hit a new all-time high. We hit a new all-time high. We hit a new all-time high at $65,000 here in March of 2021. Had a drop here. Set a new all-time high at $69,000. Set a new local low here at $37,000. Now, the argument that some people would make is, yes, but Jeb, look at this. We're setting a new lower low below what we set here in January. Yes, but we're still actually above the the local high, uh, the local low that we had set in July of 2021 that dropped all the way down to 28,000. If we started dropping down to 27, 26, 25, we would start talking about a bear market. I don't think we're in a bear market. What does the market look like? A plain sense reading of the chart, guys. Plain sense reading of the, of the chart. Let's not get too complicated here. There is a place for getting very complicated and diving really deep into the technicals, but let's get very simple. Does this look like a bear market or does it look like an accumulation phase? 
Seriously, ask yourself that question. Zoom out to the weekly chart. What does this look like? This looks like a bull flag to me. This looks like a multi-year long bull flag with sideways movement and accumulation. If Bitcoin started dropping down and down and down and down and down down here, yeah, that right there, that would look like a bear market. This does not look like a bear market. This that has been happening over the last six months, if you zoom in too close and you're looking too close at it and you're not paying any attention to anything else and you're down here looking at your chart like this, then yeah, it looks like a bear market. But when in doubt, zoom out. You got to get perspective. What does it look like with the right context? looks like a bull flag. And that's why I think it is. We could potentially see a drop down to the 200 weekly moving average. We've heard that. That is possible. I'm not, I uh, don't have time to bring it up right now, but the 200 week moving average is down here around 22,000. If so, then yeah, let's call it a bear market. If we drop down to 22K, sure, fair enough. We'll call it a bear market. You know what? It'd probably be a very short lived bear market because if we drop down to 22K, I can think of a few billionaires that would buy a few billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. I can think of a guy that I've met and interviewed named Michael Saylor, who would probably go raise $5 billion in buy up all of your Bitcoin. Now, he probably wouldn't do that all uh, on exchange. He'd probably do most of it over the counter. But when he did that and when it inevitably hit the press, many of the other major investors that follow his lead would probably buy in with him and you would see a massive jump. Do Kwan would probably put three or four billion dollars of his own cash from Terra Luna into the space. If we did drop down to 22K, it would be very brief. And I do think that we would see a massive bounce. So are we in a bear market? I think we're not. Although we are close to potentially being in one, even if we do get into one, it probably wouldn't last long. But that leads us to the second part of our discussion here today, and that is if we were to go into a bear market, or even if we don't and we just stay in a major correction, how do we protect our capital investments during that time? Tim, what are some of your tips for protecting your capital and bulletproofing your Bitcoin during a potential bear market? Well, I'll start with one really Full simple screen. and then throw it back to you. The first thing is to make sure your mindset is correct. When you go down in price, when, when Bitcoin goes down in price, let's say you bought at $69,000, all right? You bought the top. With all this price action to the downside, you lost US dollar value, but did your Bitcoin go down at all? So if you bought 10 Bitcoin at $69,000, how many Bitcoins do you have right now? It's still 10. So the first thing is to continue to change your mindset to understand, hey, I understand that there is this thought right now of US dollars being the, 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 the end all be all. We always want to think, man, how much, how much crypto do I have in terms of my US dollars? But guess what, guys? We need to start, this is what you should be setting yourself in for, that we're more than likely going to see the dollar continue to die at least, if not more, than by 8% every single year. So you continuing to count your dollar bills of US dollar or any fiat currency is you counting something that is constantly being degraded and dying and dying and dying. But Bitcoin, whereas the value that is perceived through the US dollar might be down from where you bought, the, the amount is still there. And if you have long-term thought and you're thinking about the next 5, 10, 15 years, 10 Bitcoin will be worth so much more than $69,000. You got to change your mindset a, from short-term to long-term, and second, from how much U.S. dollars in Bitcoin do I have to how much Bitcoin do I have? And if that is your mindset, guess what you're thinking right now? Oh my gosh, Bitcoin's on over a 50% discount. Let me go get more so I not just have, I don't have 10 Bitcoin, I might have 11 or 12 or 13 or 14 or however many you want to buy. That's the mindset you need to be changing right now if you don't have that already. Here's how I want you to look at the market. I want you to take your monitor and I want you to turn it upside down. Turn it upside down and then let your emotions play out the way that you want them to, and then you'll probably be right. What do I mean? Well, we get really excited and we want to buy whenever the market's at the top, right? 
Yes. We get really freaked out. We want to sell whenever the market's at the bottom, right? Yes? Well, that's backwards. So you know what you should do? Just turn your monitor over and then you'll get the right perspective. You don't want to do that every day, but you want to do that in your mind. The market is at a major low right now, but if you flip your monitor over, it'll be at the top. And what do we always tend to do at the top? We want to buy. Well, that's what you want to do right now. So just flip your monitor over and then whatever the temptation is, that's probably what you ought to be doing. Right now, we should be buying, not selling. We're a little bit too late to be selling. Now, if you need to get out of crypto for some reason, then fine, do that. You might be at a loss. But if you have the ability to stay in crypto, which hopefully you are exposed in the correct way, then now is not a time to be selling. Now is the time to be buying. But here are a few things that you can do to protect your capital investments in Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. The very first thing has to do with inventory. Take inventory of your investments. What do you have? And then also understand, why do you have it? Taking inventory of something is not just saying, what do I have? If, if you run a supermarket, I've never done that, but and I've never been a stock, per, uh, a stock keeper, but I would imagine that if you keep stock in a store, have either of you ever done that? Have you ever stock kept at a store of any no, kind? Not no? at a store, but nope. at Chick-fil-A. At Chick-fil-A. Okay, so I assume you had to take inventory. Was that something? Yes. Was that a job? Yes. I assume, now again, I've never done this, that when you're taking inventory, you're not only saying, what do we have, but why do we have it, right? Is that the case? Yes. Good. So a lot of people say, okay, well, what do I have? I say, I say, I have this, 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 and this. And then we leave it there because we're like, okay, we got a detailed list of all the things we have. But what if you have things that you don't need? What if you have something that you really want to hold on to? What if you have something that you actually don't have enough of? You need to say, why do I have it? What's the use case of this? So take inventory of your cryptocurrency. What do you have? Do you have cryptocurrencies that you don't need because you don't understand why you have them? Do you need more of a certain cryptocurrency because you ask the question why and you say, oh, because it has this ridiculously powerful use case? such as Bitcoin, if you understand the why of what you have, then you're going to be much better off and much better positioned to take advantage of the opportunities in the market. So that's the first step. The next thing that you want to do is make adjustments to your automatic buying tool. So a thing that you can do on Coinbase is you can set up recurring purchases. On a Friday, for, for a couple of years, I had dollar cost averaging set up. Now I do it in lump sums whenever I buy or sell. But <clears throat> what I had set up were dollar cost averaged positions of recurring purchases every Friday. I accumulated a couple dozen Ethereum down below two or $300 back several years ago because I had recurring purchases set up. And because I did that, now I'm reaping the rewards of having a six-figure Ethereum portfolio from, you know, six figures worth of Ethereum from that time, from those recurring purchases, because I had dollar cost averaging set up. So make sure your dollar cost averaging is set up. That's another thing you can do. Also, one of the most important things that you can do during a major correction like this to protect your investments is to invest in the person that is doing the job of protecting. So if you are the protector of your assets and you don't know how to protect your assets, then you're not going to do a very good job protecting your assets. You see how that works? So you need to invest in your yourself. That's why we created Club DeFi. This is not even a sales pitch for Club DeFi, but it is a good example of what we're talking about. Club DeFi is the place that you can go and learn everything you need to know about technical analysis, and we're adding all kinds of content. Right now, we're working on like 80 new videos for the, for the, for the platform. Invest in your education during these times because there are massive opportunities afoot right now. And if you don't understand how to see them, then what's going to happen is that in six months, when those six, 12, 18, 24 months, when those opportunities are being realized and somebody's making a YouTube video saying, hey, look, I bought Bitcoin at this time and I saw this opportunity, I took advantage of it. Then you're going to say, crap, I wish I had done that alongside them. The difference between you in that case and them would be that they had the investment in their education at the time to see how to make the most of that opportunity. So that's what I would say that you need to do. Take inventory of your investments. What do you have? Why do you have it? Make adjustments to your automatic buying tools. Are you dollar cost averaging? Are you doing recurring purchases? If not, ask yourself the question, why or why not? And also make sure you're investing in your education. Tim, 
Is it time to train when you're in a football game at the Super Bowl? No, I, you know, we were talking about this morning, and I know some of you don't like sports, so bear with me very briefly. They actually say that athletes during seasons lose muscle mass. They lose a lot. So when they're training in the gym, they're doing maintenance to minimize the amount of loss. It is the uh, it's the off season. It's the, in the spring, in the summer, if we're talking about football, where they actually put on muscle and develop all their skills that make them a different player. That's why you don't see the exact same team win the Super Bowl every single year because that Super Bowl really was won in the off season where those players developed. The games were simply where they showcased everything they could do, and that talent changes from year to year. Yeah, and that's what we need to understand is that when you're doing open heart surgery, that's not the time to be figuring out how to do open heart surgery. You kind of miss the boat on that. When you're when you're in the when you're in the 13th round of a boxing match and your name's Rocky Balboa, it's a little too late to be doing the training. You know, when you're at the Super Bowl, it's a little bit too late to be hitting legs. You're already hitting legs. You don't need to be training them. You are using them mm-hmm. right now is the time to be training. Right now is the off-season. And you know what the temptation is for athletes and traders and investors alike is to say, forget the off-season. I'm going to go party and eat a bunch of pizza. Or in this case, I'm going to say, forget it. I'm going to take my gains. And I'm going to go to Maui and I'm going to drink some champagne on the beach. That's not what you need to be doing right now. If you're trying to be successful in crypto, I'm not saying don't treat yourself. What I am saying is that understand that your gains are not made during the bull market. They're made during the off-season. In Bitcoin and crypto, the off-season is called a bear market. It's called a crash, it's called a drop, and it's called a sideways accumulation phase. So don't miss out on this opportunity to be investing in yourself. Club DeFi, which is still in closed beta, but when it goes fully live, will be a good place to do that. There are plenty of other tools and assets that uh, that you can use to invest in your own education, this stream being one of them, so make sure that you subscribe to the channel if you have not already. Now, there are a few other things that we can do to protect our assets here in cryptocurrency whenever the market is moving to the downside. One of the things that you can do is take a look at your monthly expenses and make sure that you're removing excess luxury and any uh, recurring purchases that you don't need. Save a little bit of money and make sure that you have more cash so that you can use that cash that was going into your Netflix subscription. Sorry, Netflix, I'm really just not helping the situation here, am I? Mm. Make sure that you're using those recurring purchases that you're using every single month that you don't need. Put the cash into Bitcoin instead. Use this time to train your education, but also use this time to accumulate. Use this time not only to teach yourself form, i.e. educate yourself, but also use this time to build muscle mass, i.e. the actual amount of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency assets that you hold, because right now is the easiest time to do it. As Tim was saying, you don't have the ability really to build uh, to build your assets or to build your muscles during the on season, during the actual season. You have to do that before. It's much easier to accumulate Bitcoin and cryptocurrency assets during a time of correction and constriction like this than it is when Bitcoin's at $100,000. It is three times more expensive to accumulate Bitcoin then than it is now. So if you're going to accumulate Bitcoin, do it now. These are all fantastic reasons not to be scared of the market. They're also all fantastic reasons not to leave the market right now. I promise you, the people that left cryptocurrency in the last three months, in two years when Bitcoin's trading at $200,000, are going to be less well prepared for that movement than you because you are right here right now. So don't let a little bit of boredom and sideways movement in Bitcoin discourage you because right now is when the gains are actually made. 
One of the final things I want to talk about are some of the things that you don't want to do. Number one, don't dig the hole deeper. What a lot of people do whenever they see the market moving to the downside in a major way is that they start going into short positions. Some people in chat right now are saying, but Jeb, look, Bitcoin's dropping as we speak. It's going down. It's sitting at $30,900. I'm going to enter a short position. Yeah, well, you know what? If you're going to enter a short position, the time to do so probably was three weeks ago when Lux Algo printed a sell signal on the daily chart. And we told you guys that we were probably going to go into a downtrend because on April the 10th, which was a month ago today, we saw that that got confirmed. And then Lux Algo, which is a phenomenal technical indicator, called a negative 30% movement. That was the time to go into a short. Do you think going into a short position when we're already in the center band of Lux Algo and its support zone is the best time to enter a short position when we might have 5% more to the downside? No, probably not. I'm not saying it's time to go into the ups. It's not, I'm not saying it's time to go into a leveraged long. I'm certainly not saying that because we don't have a confirmed trend. Yeah. But what I am saying is that this trend is only going to last so long. It's probably getting close to the end. So don't dig your hole deeper by saying, okay, I finally understand. We're in a downtrend. Boom, I'm going to short it. No, 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 no. You missed the boat on that short. It's over. That opportunity's gone. You're not getting that one back. You got to wait for the next one. That train's gone. You can try and run and catch up with the train that's going 70 miles an hour, but you're just not going to do it. You'd much rather wait for the next train that will be here before you know it. So don't dig your hole any deeper by entering leverage trades or high-risk trades or high-risk investments when you have the opportunity to make 300% in Bitcoin over the next 18 months, more than likely. Tim, what are some other don't do's here in Bitcoin and crypto that we should avoid? Man, I, I'm going to keep it really simple. Don't flood out. Yep. Just don't flood out. There you go. It, 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 we talked about earlier that boat analogy. Just because the waves come rocking doesn't mean it's time to jump ship. The, those waves will be a lot worse if you jump the ship. And what I'm talking about with those waves is economic stress. Uh, you, the Fed announcement continue to get even worse. We continue to see things happen. The U.S. dollar, you know, the temptation right now is to jump ship for the U.S. dollar. Well, guess what else is dying? The U.S. dollar. It just doesn't look like it's dying as much long term. Bitcoin will outlast the U.S. dollar. It will be a better investment investment spot. So don't jump ship for a promise that's actually uh, a lie. Absolutely. And by the way, guys, Zero Cool in chat just said 200 EMA is prime buy zone. Absolutely right. This is a good example of what I'm saying. On the on the micro, i.e. the last month, yeah, we're in a massive downtrend that's probably getting close to being over. On the macro, i.e. the last six months, we're in a massive downtrend that's probably close to being over also. Because if you look at the 200 weekly EMA, I would prefer to look at the EMA than the SMA here because the EMA is going to be more responsive and I think more accurately representing where the market is right now than the SMA. The SMA is sitting at $21,500 right now. The 200 weekly EMA is sitting right here at $27,250. I could easily see Bitcoin going to $27,250. And then guess what I could see? I can see it maybe dropping a little bit below and bouncing because we're almost over. Is now the time to enter a short or was the time to enter a short five months ago? Is now the time to sell and take profit or was the time five months ago? Is now the time to buy or was the time five months ago? Tricked you. It wasn't five months ago there was the time to buy. Now is the time to buy. Was five months ago the time to train when you had a week left in the rally? Are you really going to make a bunch of strength gains in the gym in a week? No. It's going to be completely unnoticeable. What you need to do is you need to spend these six months training. You need to spend the next six months training. In a year, you certainly can make some major strength gains. In a year, you can certainly make some major gains in your disciplines, in your habits, in your skill sets, in your mastery, in your mindset, in your psychology and cryptocurrency. But you need to do that during the off season, not during the on season. So is Bitcoin close to the bottom? I think it's very close to the bottom, probably within $5,000. Frankly, probably with even within $3,000. And I do think prime buying opportunity is coming into play right now. 
That being said, my point in this stream is not to say when to buy Bitcoin. My point is to say how to operate in the cryptocurrency market so that you know how to buy Bitcoin so you don't have to listen to me. And the way you do that is by investing in yourself during that off season. Any mm. final thoughts on that, Tim? I think that wraps it up nice and clean. Good deal. Well, we're going to go ahead and move into Super Chats because we went a little bit long on that discussion, but that's okay. Yeah, Kevin Kevin Graham said, when moon, McDonald's hire me. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Oof. <laughs> it's, Good stuff. Well, win moon. If you were in crypto right now, you probably won't have to be working at McDonald's. But yes, yeah, you know, if you like flipping burgers, go for it. Uh, Kenny R said, "Coffee on me for keeping us strong despite these hard times, both personally and globally." Thoughts and prayers your way. Thank you very much, Kenny R. I do appreciate that. It's all about perspective, my friend. Make sure you don't lose that or miss out on that. Good job. Thank you so much, man. Matt C gave saying the average person has another opportunity to get closer to becoming a whole coiner with That's these right. prices. Yeah. Take advantage now. Being a whole corner will be the most exclusive club in the world. That's right. That's Matt C could not have said it better. That is absolutely right. You're not going to get many opportunities to own a whole mm -hmm. Bitcoin if you're the average Joe here in the in the United States, or frankly anywhere in the world, especially anywhere else in the world than the United States. Thirty-one thousand dollars is starting to get within reach of your average person, your average Joe. So definitely make sure you're taking advantage of that. We had a couple uh, interesting ones. Uh, here's a, here's a good one. We we talk about Ethereum from time to time on the show. We definitely talk about it in some of our afternoon videos, but Russell Gardner said, good morning, Coffee and Crypto. Hey, Jeb and TA Tim, what's your take on ETH? It didn't retest the 2021 summer lows like Bitcoin just did. Do you think Ethereum will retest its previous summer lows of 1700 or, and I'm assuming he's just say, or stay above it? You know? I think what you're seeing on Ethereum right now is that Ethereum is, well, for one, Ethereum is setting up massive Take a shot, bullish our side divergence. Hopefully you're doing water shots because if not, you're gonna get a little too far because we've done it a lot today. But Ethereum is setting up massive bullish RSI divergence just like Bitcoin is, but it's actually doing it in a little bit different way. Bitcoin set higher lows on the RSI and lower lows on the price action. Uh, Ethereum did the opposite, but it's out on the weekly chart here. You can see we've been talking about this for a while actually. It is setting up bullish RSI divergence, that's wonderful. But the other thing you have to realize about Ethereum is that its fundamentals are changing and growing more rapidly than Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. Bitcoin's Bitcoin, it doesn't change a whole lot. Ethereum has grown a lot in the last year. Now, it hasn't grown anywhere near enough, but it has grown a lot. It's getting outpaced and getting a lot of competition from the other major layer ones, but it's still holding fast around 19 to 20% market dominance. It is probably going to have a harder time going back to $1,700 than Bitcoin going back to $2,900 just because more people are pouring into the altcoin space than the cryptocurrency space right now. That goes back to the what I was talking about earlier about how the investment in Bitcoin is more diversified. The investment in cryptocurrency is more diversified now than ever. And that's actually not a bad thing. That's a very good thing, very healthy thing for the market because we're slowly but surely removing the power of the Achilles heel that is Bitcoin in this space. Mm. Do you have any others that you want to say there? Yeah, well, I was just say if you're going to the Ethereum over Bitcoin chart, there's really interesting. Ethereum has been climbing on Bitcoin now for a long, long time, but we are right now in a trading channel, a rising trading channel, which traditionally breaks the downside. No guarantee when or how or if, uh, but more often than not, trading channels that are rising end up breaking the downside. So you mean a wedge? You know, no, trading channel. Oh, okay, I see a wedge. What are you? How are you, you looking at the daily chart? I'm looking at the daily chart, Ethereum over Bitcoin. Okay. Uh, I, I'm also going back all the way. My my support lines start 
on June 26th of 21. My uh, you know, oh, you're talking yeah. about more. You're talking about longer term. I see. Yeah, I'm talking longer term. This is it because because if you back up even further, you're looking at we down here in here. It's kind of weird looking, but we definitely had a inverse head and shoulders pattern. That Ethereum it makes a lot of sense as why Ethereum's been outgaining Bitcoin for a while, and I don't think it's done. Again, I think in this trading channel we still have a lot of upside to go, but I do think there will become a point where it's like all right, Bitcoin's going to take some of that dominance back. But yeah. for right now, I do think if anyone's thinking sitting here saying which is the better of the two, Ethereum or Bitcoin, in terms of price action, not necessarily everything other detail, it looks like Ethereum is doing uh, pretty well and could continue to do it that way. There you go. Yeah. Well, guys, if you enjoyed today's stream, make sure to hit that like button and subscribe to the channel for daily Bitcoin technical on-chain and fundamental analysis and mindset. We talk about psychology, mindset, tips, tricks, trades, all of those things, investment. We want you to be financially sovereign in cryptocurrency. And what that means to us is that we want you to take back control, not, over, not only over your finances so that you're able to have enough money to go and do the things that you're supposed to do, like take care of your family, go on trips sometimes. Follow the passions and dreams that you were given to you by God. We want you to be able to do those things financially, but we also want you to be sovereign from financial systems and institutions such as the Federal Reserve that want to undermine the currency that you store your wealth in, the U.S. dollar. We want you not only to be sovereign in the amount of currency you have, but the type of currency that you have so that you don't have it silently taxed and stolen from you because of the inflation thereof. We want you to be sovereign from the banks that tell you what you can and cannot do with your money. We want you to be in charge of your money and for it well and truly to be your money not just be on loan from the banks and from the federal government to you. We want you to be sovereign over your currency, not be borrowing the currency sovereignty from your sovereign, such as the United States. That's what we desire. And if you want to go on that journey with us, the subscribe button is right below this video. Make sure to check it out. Also, make sure to subscribe to, make sure, excuse me, also make sure to follow us on all of our social media at CryptoJeb over on Twitter. We just hit 67,000 67, followers over there. Follow us on our Instagram as well and our TikTok. We're posting daily to all these platforms, guys. And we want to continue to bring you the highest quality cryptocurrency, educational, and informational content on the internet. If you enjoyed today's video, make sure to hit that like button. Tim, any final thoughts? Tony K just gave saying thoughts on Crow. They got rid of their rewards. Not sure why anyone else would use them. Mm, I'll have to look into that. That's yeah, interesting. It's, I mean, you, but we've been kind of skeptical about Crow. I've been skeptical of Crow for a while because yeah. it's the, the value is in the brand, and a brand can be hit pretty easily. It's not in the value of the the product is good, but the product can be replicated relatively easily. Its value is in the brand and the fact that they have massive brand deals with different stadiums and whatnot. That's not what I want to build uh, my wealth on. I want to build my wealth on intrinsic technology like Bitcoin. Dennis Pizarca also just donated $5. Thank you so very much for that. We really do appreciate it. And by the way, guys, it's looking like the next round of beta openings for Club DeFi will be coming out in the next can't tell you how two long because like I don't weeks. know. Okay, or something, you can tell something them. like that. Two something or three like weeks. that. It's about two to three weeks. I just didn't know if I wanted to say it. So be looking out for that. I think most of those seats are probably already filled though because we have so many people trying to get in. Yeah, it's true. But, but it never hurts to sign see. up. Never it doesn't, hurts. it doesn't hurt to sign up. Go to clubdefi.com and uh, you can sign up and get in our books so that we can have you join Club DeFi's closed beta whenever we are ready to allow more people in. We're working on a lot of kinks. The site's doing really well and more content's coming out, right, Tim? What's yeah. coming out next? We're about to have some trading courses coming out here in a month or so. Uh, so anyone who's wondering, hey, how do I use all this technical analysis to make some trades? Guess what? In this season, learning is really important, but there will still be money made from traders, both shorting and longing the market. Right. We're going to teach you all the ways and the different types of strategies you can use to make some money. Absolutely. Well, guys, like I said, hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, but that's all I got for you today. Before I go, though, I do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching, as always, and I will see you guys in the next video. Peace.
to the Coffee and Crypto Podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at CryptoJeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at MacD Media.